Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Neutral Zone. I'm here with Nate and Goat, and we're here to discuss some Packers information. The Packers have recently signed Joe Barry from the Rams, the linebackers coach, and we're going to get a little bit into that. Goat, I know you wanted Evero, and Nate, you wanted Leonard from Wisconsin to coach both teams. What are you guys' initial thoughts on this so far? So, me going into the defensive coordinator search you know it's these situations they're difficult to scout as a fan you don't really know you don't really know what you're going to get the same thing was true for Malafleur after he got hired as the head coach he came in with a little experience really not a very good background with the Tennessee Titans offense and that's what we're looking at here with Joe Barry coming in here now uh, with the Packers defense uh, I mean Matt LaFleur obviously proved that wrong right away back to back 14-4 seasons NFC Championship games in both his two seasons so far, which is unprecedented. And a lot of people are underwhelmed by that hire. So the hire right now, you could say, isn't one of those sexy, shiny, new car types of hires. But me personally, I haven't had a reason yet to not trust a decision a decision that has gone past Matt LaFleur. If this is his guy, this is who I'm just going to have to roll with. I'm going to take his word for it. This is who we wanted. Well, the one thing that kind of scares me is that it kind of wasn't his guy. It was his backup option because they offered the job to Jim Leonard and he turned it down and then they turned around and hired Joe Barry. So, well, I guess it still could be his guy, but it seems like a little bit of a consolation prize to me. I don't know if you get that vibe as well. Yeah, that's fair to say. But a lot is being made right now of Joe Barry. A lot of Packers fans freaking out because his experience as a defensive coordinator was not good. He was defensive coordinator for the Lions back in 07-08, and we all know how bad the Lions were then. That was part of their 0-16 team. They were just atrocious everywhere, every position on the field. And then his stint with the Redskins, they didn't have a great defense then either. And a lot of people are making a lot out of that. Personally, I'm going to completely scrap his stint with the Lions as that being in 2008, that's a long time ago. He was a really young coach at that point, and so much has changed. And the Lions had absolutely nothing, like I was saying. So I'm pretty much throwing that whole that whole stage of his career in the trash, not even looking at it. And then in Washington, he was a defensive coordinator again, and he had not much to work with. Although in 2015, they did win the division title, and we know they didn't have a very good roster, and they had – pretty much nothing on defense, but still found a way to win the NFC East. And in 2016, they acquired Josh Norman. And that's kind of a hot topic with Joe Barry because a lot of fans criticized the way he utilized Josh Norman because he was a he was a big deal signing coming over from Carolina. And people wanted him kind of following the top receiver, playing man. And Joe Barry didn't do that. He kind of played off zones a lot and kind of just let him play into the defense he wanted to. But the thing to note is that Josh Norman was never a good man cover corner. He was always better in zone. He kind of made a career out of that. So despite all the, the naysayers, he was kind of doing the right thing. So that that's something to keep in mind here. And he he's shown an ability to kind of play to his team's strengths. That's something that 
Mike Pettin seemed to struggle with, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, I think that's fair. And, yeah, so he's shown an ability to adjust to what he has, and I think that's something to look forward to as a Packers fan because he will adjust to his personnel. He's not going to play his same scheme and be so hard-headed. So that's one thing to kind of look forward to or hope that translates into the Packers. And you also got to keep in mind that McVay going from Washington to the Rams, he decided to bring Joe Barry with him as an assistant head coach and linebackers coach. So he must have showed McVay something uh, to warrant him bringing him along with him. So that's some high praise from one of the better young coaches in the NFL. So do you think the criticism is unjust then? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I think the criticism, it makes sense. He struggled as a defensive coordinator, and that's all well and good. But like I was saying, he didn't have a whole lot to work with. This is the, the best roster he's ever going to work with as a defensive coordinator, and it's not even close. When you look at some of those those rosters he had, he had, he had Josh Norman, Ryan Kerrigan. That's about it. And that those guys aren't weren't that great with the Redskins. So I'm kind of in the middle here. It like I said, it wasn't who I necessarily wanted as the Packers defensive coordinator, but you also got to give the guy a chance. He a lot of players say he's such a great players coach. The players respect him, they like him, and that's good to see. And when Brandon Staley accepted the job to go to LA or LA from the Rams to the Chargers. He tried to bring Joe Barry with him, and Barry went for about a week and then took the Packers job. And Staley and Barry were just together on the Rams for one year, so that's another case where a coach really saw a lot in Joe Barry in a short amount of time. So that's kind of promising from that standpoint. Yeah, but overall, overall, I understand a lot of Packers fans are disappointed, but you got, you got to give this guy a chance here. Yeah, to answer Sweets' question, I, I think the Packers fans would be disappointed, really, or criticized whoever they sign. You're always going to have that. But, yeah, it's, it's fair to throw some criticism their way here. But I agree with what Stevens was saying. This is going to be the best defense of players he's going to have in his career. And this team is good enough. We saw how close they were to the Super Bowl appearance this past year. This defense, this team is good enough to where he's just got to be a little better than Petten was. He's just got to be a little better situation than Petten was. And this team is likely the Super Bowl champions if they get that job done in Tampa Bay. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing Packers fans might like is he's said to be a little more aggressive. And we know how laid back Petten was. Maybe we'll see a little more fire from this defense next year. So do you think this is going to be a huge upgrade for the Packers defense? It's it's hard to say. It's it might not be a whole lot different. So I mean that that's, pro, that's probably going to scare a lot of people. But that might not necessarily be a bad thing. A lot of these players are playing really well under Mike Patton. So if like Nate was saying, they could just improve a little bit. This should be a good defense. Now I heard that Lafleur was trying to run Vic Fangio's scheme. I don't know if that was accurate or not. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I have. We actually haven't heard from Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry since the hiring, so that's kind of weird that there's been no press conference about it. But we know Barry comes from 
kind of Fangio system, and that's what he ran in Washington. But the weird thing is, ever since joining up with McVeigh in L.A., he's been kind of under Brandon Staley and kind of the Wade Phillips way of doing things. So I'm not sure, even though Barry was only there for a short time, is he going to adapt a lot of those things into his scheme? Or is he going to kind of go back to his roots with Fangio? I'm not really sure. I think that's something that might be cleared up in a press conference, but I don't know if that's going to come anytime soon. Do you guys have anything else we want to talk about for Joe Barry? Uh, I think I think we'll have pretty much all off season to talk yeah, about him. So. Recently, David Bakhtiari received an extension, I believe. Correct? Or was it a, re- it was a restructure? Re- restructure. restructure. Yeah. Okay. If you want to talk a little bit about that, you can. Yeah. So it looks like the move cleared about just over eight million in cap space. And that's something that the Packers are going to have to do a lot of this offseason. And they got a lot of contracts they can extend or push some money around. And I think they're really going to need to do that. Nate seems a little more optimistic on the Packers' ability to get under the cap. So I kind of want to hear his thoughts on, on the whole situation. Yeah, I'm not worried about them getting under the cap. The only thing I'm worried about is probably like 2023, 2024. Because all that money just it doesn't disappear. It's just, hey guys, we're not going to pay you anymore. It's more of let's uh, take away some of this money now, and we'll toss it into the end of that deal, 2023, 2024, and in those years, then we could be looking at this Saints type of situation where it's a salary cap hell, where we've got these guys aging back in their contract, where the dead cap hit would be huge. But for right now, I mean, the window's open for two, three more years, as long as Aaron Rodgers is at quarterback, I think that window is wide open. But, yeah, I've got full confidence that we'll get under the cap. I think we'll get enough under the cap to where we can make still not huge splashes in free agency, but still put together some solid under-the-radar pieces to fill out the rest of this team. Yeah, and that's kind of the, the weird thing about this offseason in particular. The cap's not really going up. So a lot of teams are going to be in a similar situation so I think a lot of these free agents aren't, are going to hit the open market and they're not going to get the money that they think they're deserving. And I think there's going to be a lot of guys in later waves of free agency looking for a job. And that's when I think the Packers will make their moves, fill some holes, and add some depth to this team. Because I, I, I really don't think they're going to sign any big-time names, but I do think they'll win it late in free agency with some nice, some nice under-the-radar moves. Yeah, I have to go off that too, kind of what you're saying. You could see you could see a lot of guys this offseason potentially taking these one million or not these one million, sorry, these one year kind of let me show you what I got type of deals. Take these one year deals, then once that salary cap goes back up, hopefully things get back to normal. That salary cap goes back to normal, then they cash in with that bigger deal. So we can potentially see guys doing that and like you said, towards the latter end of the free agency signing period. Do you guys think there's any more restructures coming on the way or any other players that are eligible for a restructure to get some more cap? Well, I think it's pretty obvious they're working right now, I think, with Rodgers on an extension and maybe Devontae as well. That could save them a good amount of money. And then there's always other guys you can extend or restructure, like a restructure for Zadarius and Preston, maybe even Kirksey. 
And then don't even rule out a Jair extension. They, they still have that fifth-year option on Jair they could fall back on. But they have a ton of options of money they can move around or extend guys to really kind of try to maximize this window they have here. How much longer do you think this window is going to be open? Well, it really depends on what they do this offseason. If Rodgers keeps playing the way he has this year, or, or let's, say, let's say close. I don't think anybody thinks he's going to be quite as good as he was this year. But if he's close to that level, Packers are going to be good, should be good for a while as long as he doesn't start to age too much. And if they extend him, that's going to save a lot of money. It's going to... It's hard to say because, like Nate was saying earlier, you keep pushing that money back. Eventually, it's going to come back to bite you. So that could happen if Rodgers keeps playing the way he is and they don't decide to eventually move on to Jordan Love. But there's there's so many factors that it's really hard to say right now. Yeah, I think this window's open. Just like I said earlier, as long as Aaron Rodgers is under center, that window's open. And as long as that offensive line can stay remotely healthy. We saw the Chiefs just get ravaged in that Super Bowl game without their two tackles. And you saw the same thing with the Packers against the Buccaneers. Um, they just couldn't get anything going with Bakhtiari out. Had to shuffle the entire O-line around again. If those guys can stay healthy, then I don't. I just don't see this offense being stopped. I don't care who the weapons are at that point. If you give Rodgers time, you got LaFleur's system, they're going to be deep on offense. It doesn't matter who they have. But like you said, I don't, I don't miss one. I don't miss one of you guys said it. But can you see Rodgers taking a step back? I'm thinking they, he still has potential to be better this year. Maybe not better from his actual talent wise, but maybe stats on paper wise. You saw. I don't know. I don't think I sent sweeps to video this because I wanted him to laugh at it, poke some fun at it. But Rodgers led the league this year in, I believe, air yards dropped by his wide receivers. Lazard had a ton of big drops. MVS had a ton of big drops. Even Devonta Adams had some big drops this year down the field that the Packers have lost tons of yards on. So if those guys make those catches, bring those balls in, this team is looking way better still, too. I've been critical of Lazard, MVS, <laughs> some of the tight ends that we're not going to talk about right now. <laughs> but I think, they'll, I think they'll be better. You can't possibly Lazard, – Lazard is what he is. He's never going to be a pro bowler, but he can be a solid wide receiver. He's a great blocker. I think he's good he's enough a, to be a He's a, a good number two. He's a good enough number two in my book. And MVS, if he just catches those balls, these balls are right on the money. Oh, man, just three, three, four, just bad plays from him. But outside of that, he's been great. I think he's going to, I think he's going to play better. So outside of the weapons, are we hearing a prediction of a repeat MVP here? Potentially. Potentially. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So Do you disagree? Do you disagree? I think, I think it's gonna stays healthy. I think it's gonna be hard to repeat that performance, even well, with some of the struggles of the And you also gotta keep in mind with MVP awards when you it's so hard to win twice in a row because they look for every reason to give it to someone else the next year. So you really have to be far and away the best player. It's it seems almost corrupt the way they kind of were like, oh, well, this guy won it last year, so we're going to give it to this guy this year. I, so that kind of isn't in Rogers' favor, but yeah, I guess he could. I'm not. I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think it's far fetched to say so. He played the Buccaneers game was a very bad game. So really, you can only look at the other 15 games that he played 
well. You got the second half of the Panthers game, nothing happened. The second half of the Eagles game, nothing happened. Plenty of deep bombs that were dropped that could have elevated those stats even more. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers here. He's likely going to play well again. So do you think that if he did have better stats that he would be MVP again? Because his stats were amazing this year. I'm saying they could have been a little better if you check out those plays earlier in the season that he was just landing balls right in his wide receiver's hands in stride when they had a couple steps on the DBs and could have would have been touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it would have looked better. And even without those still, even with all those misplays, he was still the MVP pretty close to unanimously, 44 out of 50 votes. I think it's not, it's not far-fetched to say he's got a good chance to do it again. He's for sure, what, top four? You got to put him, Mahomes, Allen, maybe even Tom Brady, Lamar. I mean, this just down to the quarterbacks, essentially. All right. Do you guys, what holes do you guys see the Packers filling in the offseason? I have one, one position in mind that's not really being t- discussed by a lot of Packers media as a big hole. And I think it's, it's interior defensive linemen. We've, known about this kind of lack of depth along the D line for, for quite a while. It's been, it's been an issue for a few years now. And while Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster are fine, they need a little more talent in that rotation. And I like what I saw from Kingsley Kiki this year. It was inconsistent, but he looks like he could be a solid rotational piece, but they really need kind of a workhorse next to Kenny Clark on that line because Kenny Clark's been playing 80% of snaps pretty much every game this year. And you know those big guys, they don't last too long. Kenny Clark's 25 years old. He's already been in the league like five seasons. He's going to have a lot of miles on his body. And if he keeps playing the amount of snaps he has to, he might have a shortened career. And I really, I really would hate to see that. So I think they need to find a little more talent on the defensive line so that you can keep him well-rested, and he can be maybe a little more impactful when he's in the game. Hmm, very interesting that there's one out there from the state of Wisconsin who might be taking a veteran minimum contract to come play for a Super Bowl <laughs> contending team in his home states. That's very interesting. Very. Toss him inside with Kenny Clark. Oh, my gosh. There's been some rumblings that he is, uh, his wife is uh, plays soccer in Chicago that, you know, might come to Chicago. I do know he played at Wisconsin, so. I heard Green Bay was starting an MLS team just for that very reason. <laughs> so they could trade for her. And Julie, Julie Ertz is going to get traded there also. But yeah, I like the, I agree with Stevens there, the GOAT there, defensive line, interior defensive line. It kind of got glossed over as the season went on. It started off as the, the hole to fill. But then, yeah, as the season went on, people kind of forgot about it because Clark stepped up. The run game. And the run, de- yeah, the run defense fixed itself, so that kind of made people forget about it. Yeah, midway through the season, it just turned the complete table there to complete 180, and it uh, looked a lot better, but I agree. I don't think Lancaster and Lowry can cut it. Elsewhere, I think the GOAT will agree. Cornerback number two. Now, within the organization, we got Josh Jackson. I don't know if he's going to be the answer. This will be his fourth year in the league, I believe. Is that correct, Goat? Year uh, four? The year... Yeah, 18, 19, yeah, 20, year 21. Four, year four. So, um, 
I don't know. If he couldn't really get past Kevin King in that depth chart, then that already kind of says a lot right there to how good or how much uh, the Packers think about him. But cornerback number two, that's I think that's got to be fixed. Unless Josh Jackson, you know, draft and develop, unless he can step up, he has a big offseason, they believe in him, and he can fill that hole right there. But Well, let, the thing is, last year people were raving about his offseason, saying in camp he really looked to have taken a step forward. And when he did play, when Kevin King got hurt, I thought he looked pretty good. His issue has always been holding and being too, too handsy on receivers. But the way the NFL kind of cut down, cut back on uh, defensive pass interference this year, maybe there's a chance he could be a solid player in this league. He still lacks the, the high-end speed to play man coverage, I think. But in a, in a zone – in a cover two look type system where they run a lot or cover two heavy system, maybe he could have a career. He was dominant at Iowa. So I was pretty happy about the pick seeing him play a good amount in college, but you kind of just uh, really haven't heard from him on the Packers. And then I guess a few more holes we could briefly touch on those. I, th- I think we can all agree. Those are the two big ones. And then outside of that, I think they could use a little more safety depth and, some offensive, more offensive lines, specifically offensive tackle help. I think you can never have enough good tackles, and we we saw that was kind of their demise when Bakhtiari went down this year. So it's something they're going to have to put a little little bit more focus on this off season. Yeah, I was going to add their next free agency depth. is starting here. We're just about a month away. Do we have any names of these positions? Like like I said the. I don't think the Packers are going to be er, active early in free agency. Yeah, we, I I think they'll wait. We got to fix our own cap situation first. That's all we got to take care of. It doesn't, doesn't really, really matter. I'm just saying, who that. do you, who do you guys want? Well, who we kind of want? If they can make the room, if they can make it work, some of these guys maybe on the second day, third day of free agency that you might want. Corey Lindsley. <laughs> I more than anything, I I hope they can retain as many guys as they can, and that's wishful thinking. But they get Corey Lindsay back. I like that. And then the aforementioned JJ Watt, JJ Watt, and Lindsay. There you have it. <laughs> you win those games up front. We saw them in the NFC Championship game. We saw them in the Super Bowl. That is true. Yeah, and someone who raised about the trenches as much as me. I thought that was kind of great to see just how dominant teams can be in the trenches and completely dismember a team like the Chiefs. People forget. People like all these flashy receivers and great quarterbacks, but if you're not winning in the trenches, it's going to be hard to win against a good team. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope more people who just are kind of casual football fans got to see that. Other than the media just flapping their face, Tom Brady won this game single-handedly. I hope they got to see Patrick. It doesn't matter who was playing quarterback for the Chiefs that day. It didn't matter who was playing quarterback for the Buccaneers that day. There is no way the Buccaneers were going to lose that game. There's no way the Chiefs were going to win that game. It didn't matter who was playing quarterback for either side. And I hope people who actually watched the game and have their own type of opinion could see it was not the quarterbacks that had really anything to do with the result that game. All right, guys. Do we have any last comments we want to say? Before we wrap this up, uh, hold on. You kind of caught me off guard with the free agent one. Let's see. 
If you guys got more names, go ahead and just want to be realistic about it, even though you could say JJ Watt might not be realistic, but you could do unrealistic and realistic. It makes for some good hypothetical. Well, for my opinion, I kind of want to wait and circle back. Maybe ask me this again in two weeks and I'll, I'll give you some specific names. But for right now, I'm just going to opt out of this one. Goat has opted out. (laughs) Fits the bill. Nate, have you decided any names, or do you want to bring it back in a couple weeks? It's still those. Let's see what happens. I want to, oh man, I, know, I like the question though. But I want to see what we do cap space wise first. So it'll give us a better idea of who we actually have a realistic opportunity to obtain. No, yeah, yeah. So much can change in these next few weeks here. So let's circle back to this one. We can't possibly get them all. Like I could sit here and say, "Oh, we're getting, we're getting Curtis Samuel. We're bringing Lindsey back. We're bringing Jones back. We're getting Richard Sherman." You know, I don't want to play that kind of game. That's why I, I like to keep it relatively realistic. That's fun, do you know? Just even if we want to get a little delusional at times, we got nothing else to talk about right now. So makes sense. Yeah, we. We know you're all about that. I can have my delusion at times, yes. I am a Bears fan, so. All right, that'll wrap it up. We will be back probably in the next couple weeks to talk some more about free agents and all that. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, Packers need a punter. (laughs) I'm leaving that in there. (laughs)